listen to hair on. From hair on, I'm listening to hair on. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we enter the house for episode 146. Welcome, everyone. Yeah, welcome back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's been a pretty uneventful weekend. Uh, You've been watching anything interesting? I didn't catch too much this week. Uh, I caught um, uh, uh, Army of the Dead. Yes, we'll definitely wrap up that. um, uh, 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 The Michael Che Che joint. Okay. And I definitely want to get your take on that. Uh, that damn Michael Che. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That show was good. Was, yeah, was I, I enjoyed that so much. I finished Jupiter's Legacy. Um, I watched Love, Death, and Robots, which you nice. watched that whole season, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what the funny part is? I had a, such a hard time finding it because I kept calling it um, Sex, Drugs, and Robots. That's what I called it the first time. Right? Yeah, so. definitely it's not the name because uh, I couldn't find it for quite some time. And then Carolina looked it up and was like, no, dude, you don't know what it's called at all. <laughs> So I watched that, Army of the Dead, and I watched Thunder Force, which surprisingly came through. It was not a bad uh, movie. For a Melissa McCarthy movie, comedy, it it did the trick, right? And and it it hit all the points for the trope that it was parodying, so I enjoyed that as well. But uh, I guess I'll start out with, um, well, here, we'll start out with Army of the Dead. What'd you think of that? I thought it was pretty fun. It was, um, I don't know, it was like, it was okay for me. It, It was enjoyable in some parts. Um... Well, it was enjoyable for the most of the most of the for the most of the movie. I really, I really like the characters. I like. Uh, I thought fucking Vanderhoe was hilarious. Yeah. Um. And yeah, he him, he, he, he and his uh, back and forth with Dieter was also fucking super funny. Yes, I, I, I definitely enjoyed that the banter between those two. Yeah, I like. Um, I also like. Uh, Ward was pretty good too. Like his his daughter annoyed the shit out of me, but mm-hmm. later on, I kind of. They explains it reminded me of some shit, and I was like, "All right, I guess I can kind of see where you're coming from." But I, I really hate that trope of like, "Hey, we're in a, a horrible fucking situation, yeah. mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna mm-hmm. randomly do some crazy shit I that really, I want to do, and you're gonna come save me because you have no choice because you have a personal relationship." I was like, "I really don't understand like, this real, trope of people putting." emotional uh scenarios above life and death scenarios feel me you know what i mean emotions i get it and they they're very powerful but there's a hierarchy of things that should control your behavior and your life and death you know triggers those should be very high in that priority list way above emotions yeah (laughs) but i i gave her a pass when um i was watching this one video and they were like you know she lost her mother and so she didn't want those kids to go to the same thing as she did and that's why she was so hell-bent on going back with mom and i was i was like you know what you know what i'll allow it that that's that's absolutely that's i that's much more forgiving than her just being obsessed with the fact that trying to get Guido back Yeah, that's super daunting though like man like i that that's crazy like i'm about to go into this walled city with all these zombies? Oh, no, I feel she, her. She's absolutely the an idiot for putting that stress on herself for yeah. that reason. She's an absolute clown for that shit. I absolutely understand the motivation. So for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she was interesting. The French lady was interesting. Um, the the what they call oh, it, the coyote? coyote. Yeah, 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 cool. yeah. Um, gosh, they made Tanaka <laughs> and his goon fucking real hateable. 
Oh, um, man. I thought it was... Okay, and so... Oh, dude, dude he, he was amazing. I love that. He was like, you fought for it again? Again, that shit was twice. terrible. That shit was like, terrible. <laughs> that's some Loki shit right oh, there. Oh, that was such a douchebag move. Yeah, that's absolute... Loki literally did that to... Yeah, to that's what I'm referencing. He yeah, talked man. to them after he <laughs> tricked them the second time. It was like, okay, well, if you fell for that shit again, it's so simple. <sighs> Why do you trust me? Yeah, like, bro, I'm untrustable from jump. You feel me? Like, and no one likes me. He, and he and he was really smart about making sure he killed the people who distrusted him the most yep. first. Smart man, why man. they had to kill the one Mexican chick, Chambers? Bro, she was so baller, yeah, man. Hell yeah, she was badass. I was, I was mad like, when she chill. died, bro. I was mad. I was like, and she went out well, first, Well, I'm not sure if she was Mexican or Filipina. Let me not be racist. You know what I mean? She could have been either. <laughs> she was a little bit ethnically ambiguous, but she was still a badass nonetheless. Bro, I was, I was fucking... I was like... And she got a, She went down first too. That's the worst part. Well, it's and and it, and I like it that it, even though she went down first, it wasn't because she did some dumb shit. It was because True. that nigga was doing. I mean, some that makes shit. it worse. You know what I mean? That makes it worse because you died because somebody else was being an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got man. That's a lot of humans died. Other humans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, at least she didn't come and die to the things she was prepared for. You know, she was unprepared for the human guile that was going to get her, but. Nah, man, that shit was crazy. That was a really uh, that that was the whole first part of that movie was so enthralling. Yeah. Like it really gripped you in the beginning. They did a really good job with the opening credits and and like uh, establishing the story with just oh like the, 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 the world credits. building. Zack Snyder's world building is top notch. I definitely would put him in an S class. One uh, thing I will give him builder. a lot of credit for is that I believe there were only outside of the intro. There's only one slow motion scene in the movie that I can remember. I do remember there was one point of slow motion where I was like, it was kind of goofy, but it was definitely not egregiously used. Uh, the only one I can remember is yeah. when the, the Zeus jumped onto the helicopter. That's the only one that I remember clearly. Yes. No, the, and there was one earlier in the movie, but it was, I think it was because it wasn't to um to accentuate action. It was because you were supposed to notice something in the scene. Mm. And so, um yeah, it wasn't used for the action. That's why I, was, I wouldn't say it was egregious. I just thought it was funny that he did that because it was like, oh, if you missed that, then you really weren't paying attention. But thank you for the slow-mo. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it was like, you know what, Zach, you held back on this one. And I'll I'll give you yeah, credit right. for that. And, you yeah, held and, back on the slow-mo. And when it comes to to uh, storyteller or world builders in movies, definitely um I think that Zack Snyder is one of the best. Um I can't really think of a lot of people who build like that. Maybe Peter Jackson? Peter Jackson's good. Peter Jackson's pretty good. Um, but yeah, you know, boy, I was very impressed by the world that that, that he established. And I'm not sure. I, I I hope that they have more direct sequels to this because he's, um, when we were talking off mic, he said something about um a prequel being made. Yeah, the prequel is already finished. It's called um uh, Army of Thieves. It's actually being directed. It's starring Dieter's character. I'm not sure if he's starring, but he's in it, and that's who you follow. It's your first introduction to him. And it's a heist movie that he's also that actor is also directing it. Hmm. So, and according to reports, it's already finished. Uh, it's already finished filming. So it should. I guess they're just waiting to see um, when they're going to release or announce the release date. But yeah, now we're going to get into heavy spoiler uh, area. So if you if you're going to watch it, you might want to skip forward a little bit. But um, yeah, when they did the the shift in the in the the tone. Of the movie when they start when you started realizing like the zombies weren't just massless zombies that they had like organization and shit yeah that shit was uh, that shit was crazy the that way they built crazy. it up and the way that it was explained through the exposition of them trying to enter into the area and the and and the coyote like only sparsely giving them the information as it became necessary like 
Man, like usually I'm not a fan of when people are withholding information that is key to the mission. Like, why would you do that? But in this respect, it seems very pertinent. Like it, it fit the, the Yeah, I saw story. I saw that shit coming from a mile. The minute she said, Oh, we're gonna need him or some stupid shit like that from oh, the first minute, oh, I really? smelled it. Absolutely. I knew oh, that nigga wow. was gonna die the minute. I didn't see the that. Instant at all. she recruited him, I was like, Oh, that nigga about to die. Because well, she said well, something oh, oh, really well, you specific. Know what? Okay. I didn't see how he was going to die, but I knew she was going to kill him. Absolutely. I knew she was going to kill him and she was inviting him to to set him up to die. I didn't realize she was going to use him as bait and that the bait was for a sentient zombie. And that I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The minute she was just like, yo, let me see your gun. I was like, oh, she's about to shoot this nigga in the leg and leave him for some reason. Oh, oh, at that point, absolutely. I was like, bro. No one asks you to see your gun when they're holding mad guns. Like, come on. I was like, I could, but I, I, I like the way how they set up her character. I like how she was like very morally ambiguous. But yeah, even that was like, it's, everything had like a, like either a mini arc or a major arc. It was amazing. Cause like even that was set up from the beginning of the movie. Like the first time you encounter him, you kind of just think he's going to be the dickhead security guard, but then he becomes the bait and then he becomes <laughs> like one of the zombies. And it's just like, yo, this thing has got a whole arc. You become zombie lieutenant. Yeah, man, that shit is crazy. But they definitely did the work to set up for a direct sequel, no? You don't think? No, I mean, that's standard now. Movies automatically do that. Most studios mm-hmm. won't greenlit your project if, it, your if project. it's not. Yeah, if your project isn't able to be adapted into a, a bigger universe, they're not even going to... Why waste so time on I'm it? I'm really looking forward to that because the whole the whole idea that this zombie... First of all, you know, and this is just in the opening scene, you see that the military is in possession of the zombie and then he gets out of their possession. I would love to see what led them to come into possession. Cause that must've been a fucking hell of a fight that they were able to sequester him and not, you know what I mean? And, and subdue him enough to, to get I mean, him within that chamber. Uh, the thing smart. is he was human prior though. You know what I mean? Or at least mm-hmm. there, that is, um, that is one of the theories. Cause he's wearing human dog tags and you see he's very, Ooh. um, Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, like, so, well, and there's also, there's some really weird shit. Like, there's also, I don't know if you see the the aliens taking off in the beginning of the movie, or not the aliens, but they have, like, no, in the I did scene not notice where no they, um, I did not either. It, it wasn't until I was watching this shit afterwards, and they showed you, and they're like, hey, look, there are aliens right there. And in, in the open, in the scene after the, the, they lose control of the containment. And the soldiers are just standing around while he's on the uh, 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 walkie-talkie talking back to home no base. No urgency. No urgency. <laughs> the shit just fucking, you can see in the background, like, two lights, and they, like, fly off in a very specific manner out of, out of screen. Mm. So it's, they're all like, yo, so what does this mean? Because okay. they never bring any direct attention to it in the actual, in the in the, in the show. Yeah, I have no in idea. The movie, I mean. Unless, um, I mean, anything could take off at night. But like, yeah, that could be UFOs. It yeah, could've... it's very specific. Like, if you see it, it, it's like it could really only be, you know, what I mean, it, it could only be emulating one thing. Damn. So there's that whole subplot. I would love to see what led up to 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 the uh, events that started the outbreak. That would be super interesting. Um, and then I would love to see a little bit like there's a whole hierarchy in the zombie society and stuff like. Is he trying to establish the city? Like, does he have goals? Is he going to try to, like, break out of the city? Like, I'm very interested. But I will say, I thought that there was one cheesy moment. And when this nigga shed a tear, I was like, all right. I don't know if I'm for the zombies crying now. Like, come on. Come on. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a little bit fairly organic time. to me. I don't know. 
I mean, if you could conceive a child, it's 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 conceivable that you can mourn for its loss. Yeah, I guess. Because it didn't seem like the zombie state was like it it was alive, but it didn't seem to be a form of life like we have where there's like emotions and all of that stuff. It it seemed a lot more visceral. I don't know. It's it was odd. And it seemed like he was gathering other women to make other queens. So I don't know. Maybe that was his main. That was his. That was his number. He definitely one. revered her quite. He definitely yeah. revered, she had revered her more role. than everyone else. I mean, was she was crazy. wearing specific clothing. She was wearing like fancy clothes. And she, you, that zombie, you could remove its head, and it was still active, like active, active. Like she was yelling and calling for him. That shit was crazy. So, yeah, there's a whole. See, other that's thing. the thing you got to remember that the alien angle. It's not just regular zombies anywhere. You know what I mean? They were being controlled remotely. Nah, nah. I oh. think that they might be in existence that not. That's not the typical zombie that we know of. Mm. Right? They're not the undead shambling zombies. But because remember when they shoot them, they their heads explode into this blue shit. Oh, did you see the robot? What robot? There was a fucking robot, my nigga, and I had to stop it and I rewound it. When they're when they're doing the escape, and and Guzman is about to die, right before he gets overrun, he's shooting at a zombie that's charging him. He shoots it in the head two times, once in the jaw, revealing a metal plate, and the other in the like the eye area, and it has like a T two thousand eye. That was a fucking robot. I I shit you not, bro. I highly recommend if you uh, to go back and check out that scene. I was like, cause. When I said it, I looked at Carolina. I was like, "Nah, that wasn't a robot. There couldn't have been a robot there. That's like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why would? Yeah, that, when, was, that doesn't really track in any that way. That shit was a robot, straight up. Straight I mean, up. I don't know. I mean, it might look like it because. No, I mean, glowing eyes. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember the scene you're talking about when his head explodes and everything. But no, no, I, no, no the head didn't explode. That's what I'm saying. Like, it oh, okay. hit it. It sparked. Oh, okay, there you it go. Was but weird. I, I don't remember seeing a robot, yeah. and I don't think a robot's in there. But you know, I might have to go back and check. Yeah, nah, I, and I rewound it, I, I free-framed it, got confirmation. Yeah, Carolina will tell you, like, straight up, like, it, whether they intended that to be a robot or not, I don't know, but there was definitely a robot in that scene. And I can't imagine why they would skin a robot over somebody who's playing a zombie. So I'm pretty sure that was an intentional drop, but I got to check the internet to see if anyone else noticed that. But um, that shit was crazy. There was a lot of shit going on in there that I that that was very underhanded. To say the least. And man, that sucks, man. When you found out that Tanaka was the bad guy, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I really thought these like, like I I wasn't surprised when he wanted the zombie head. But then when he was like sacrificed the team, I was like, Why'd you have to be a dick though? <laughs> you, why'd you have to be on dick on top of a liar? I don't know, man. That that whole mission was a suicide mission from jump. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then and then when they were talking about the breakdown of the money, I was like, oh, he was like, yo, we'll split 15 million, 10 million, and then we'll break down the rest among the crew. And I was like, damn, nigga, that's how you feel, though? Yeah. Was, was, that, that, that ain't all that crazy to me, for sure. I thought that the was hell? a really big split. A really big split. That's okay. When you're making the split, you could do that if you so choose. That is the truth. That is the truth. When you're the leader making the team and you're offering the you money, feel me? if they agree to it, that's on them. Yeah. Like, them niggas don't know, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you get an X amount for the mission. So, okay. so I think that there's a, a significant uh, chance that the next, if they do the next movie, it's gonna. It's got to address Amari Hardwick's character, right? Landing with that, 
most might. likely that would be the i mean that that is the most likely uh spin-off point from for any particular uh uh, uh, uh zombie plague you know what i mean that's that would be the way you continue continue it forward do you think they're gonna wrap in the daughter again uh, I hope not. Yeah, I'm not sure how though. For what? She was only important because of her dad. And and, the, get... and the fact that she detoured. She was the detour. how many zombies did she kill throughout Yo, that movie? Oh gosh, maybe like two feel or three. That, like why? Why three. do we need to bring her back? Definitely, she was not carrying the KDA. Feel she was definitely not carrying the KDA there because there was niggas there with oodles of zombies under their belt. Yeah, <laughs> a so significant like, amount. I don't know. Uh, yeah, everyone died man that shit sucked well it didn't suck it made sense because it was a suicide run you're absolutely right but damn dude I liked a lot of the characters so seeing them go <laughs> sucked it's like yeah yeah you, uh, you can't accept missions like that though that's a bullshit mission especially because I used to be in the military that that, that entire mm. mission setup smells, <laughs> smells like bullshit all over the place so, you know, I don't know Feel how me. well this is gonna end why the fuck would a rich person pay to get some money out of a vault that he don't really need you feel and me and then my my whole thing was is like when when he told me oh your way out is an abandoned helicopter on the Fuck roof i was like face, what man. and he's like Fuck yeah you're gonna need a mechanic so you don't have a way out so you don't have a way so out. you don't have a way out you're telling me to find a way out you feel me you're, you're you're not expecting me to make it out is what i hear this is like yo you got all of this shit why like, you don't have a better idea than yo, that was the biggest but, hail mary ever yo there's an old helicopter over there that might i would have been out and it, it sucked that they found out well not it didn't suck but for them like dramatically it was very uh, uh, rough for them to find out, like, two-thirds through the mission. Like, oh, there's mad other niggas who tried this. Fuck. <laughs> mad other niggas tried this and uh, failed. That's funny. You feel me? Oh, man. Yo, that scene where but he was harvesting. Tanaka's bad, though. You know what I mean? Like, with his resources, you should have been able to have a successful recon mission at least once. It seems so, yeah. Especially with the dude who keeps on making it out. I wouldn't yeah. be sending the dude who keeps coming out empty-handed back in, <laughs> personally. Like, nigga, you done lost your job, bro. Feel me? You are not the specialist for the mission. Mm-mm. But yeah, I, I don't know. I guess when you're a douchebag, you need to have someone who, who's a douchebag to represent you on the team. No, douchebags get work, man. <laughs> they they're, do. they're very Absolutely. effective at a lot of things. <laughs> I wish that they were as effective at completing the task as they were as fucking it up, though. Well, it depends on the task. You gotta know. Well, you gotta. You gotta pick the, the right douchebag for the right task. The team. Yeah. You gotta pick the right douchebag for the right task. You know what I mean? But yeah. So I was. I actually enjoyed it a lot. I thought that the movie was really good. I rated it a strong eight and a half, nine. In terms of action movies, it delivered on all fronts for me. Uh, it brought everything to the table. Uh, it set itself up uh, very well for a sequel. It had the right amount of levity in it. I enjoyed the fucking Batista's uh, character's uh, um, never-ending desire to start his food truck. <laughs> gotta have goals, man. Yo. You need something to trigger that death flag. gotta have lobster rolls, bro. <laughs> you need something to trigger your death Everyone flag, bro. Everyone fucking loves the rob- lobster rolls for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's a bold-ass statement coming from a nigga in the military, bro. Feel me? Where does he have it? Where does he go that has lobster rolls so readily available that he knows that everybody loves them? I think I think that's the joke. It's like, what are you talking about? Nigga, lobster rolls? I don't know if that's the key to success for every food truck. It depends on what your theme is, bro. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, that shit was funny. Um, but yeah, oh, uh, it was funny. I heard that there was some um controversy around the helicopter pilot. It was supposed to be Chris D'Elia, and he got nixed. I guess for yeah. the uh. 
not really controversy, you know what I mean? You, there yeah. was an issue you had, and you moved on. Pretty much. It was controversy That's, for the editors who had to go through all that work to splice yes. Tignataro back into the it, scenes. It was, uh, it was Chris D'Elia's controversy, not their controversy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what Zack Snyder said. He said, "Yo, oh, the 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 decision to replace him was really easy. It wasn't oh, naked. That, they were you pretty much just stated like that wasn't our controversy. You remember? You remember what happened to um uh, uh uh Kevin Spacey and that fucking mm. movie about the uh the fucking Getty people or whoever they were? Oh like, yeah, they replaced that nigga with Christopher Plummer like instantly. That all his scenes were already filmed. They were like quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah, no, I think it was that was an Oliver Stone movie, and he Oliver was like, yeah, no, that was an easy decision. Yeah. And so yeah, it's, uh, but she did a great job. I love taking that she role. She funny, she killed yeah. it. She was Yo, the, funny. <laughs> the part where she was uh, where she's trying to talk to Ward about like, hey, listen, just want to be honest here. Like, we know who the value members of the team are, right? Like, we know that the safe cracker, we he's got to at least make it to the safe, so we got to protect him. And you know, you can't leave without me. So you know, I I, I assume my priority is pretty high, right? And so the rest of these guys like. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, who do we really need to be protecting? Especially, you know, that guy. And she's uh, motioning to the uh, to the plant. <laughs> and it, it's so funny how quickly they sniffed his ass out, too. It's like, damn. Man, he wasn't really trying, you know, man. Not he at all. He wasn't <laughs> hiding at all. No, he was just, he, he, he's like I am in d and I'm not going to hide. I'm just not going to tell you the truth unless you <laughs> ask the right questions. And even then, I'm only going to tell you what you need to know. <laughs> you better have a high diplomacy. You better, be, you better be able to sniff it out, bruh. Compartmentalization of information. That's what any good military person should excel at that. Yeah, that's definitely... You got to to be able to go into the military and try to make it out with any semblance of sanity. For sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that Army of Dead definitely hit. Um, I did finish up uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Ah... <sighs> Exactly. Ah, exactly. I'm gonna give it a solid five. God damn. <laughs> and I'm gonna say a solid five because I got half of a season. That's funny. I'm gonna say that that whole the fact that half of the season that it took them half of the production of this whole season to do that flashback sequence to have that sh- just that lackluster culmination. I'm going to give him an I. So, <laughs> so I cannot recommend Jupiter's Legacy up. until after I've seen season two. If season two provides me a full season w- with uh, some some actual meat on it, some real exposition, excuse me, exposition that's not broken up intermittently by long stretches of boring backstory that I literally goes one episode. Why did they cut it up and make it into multiple episodes? That was one episode. Yeah, that was brutal. It was really bad. Like I found, especially as it got towards the end and yep. they started becoming more frequently. That's the part where I, had to I was skip just it. like, just stop. Their last argument on the ship, I skipped stop. that whole thing and, and and ended up at the revelation. I'm like, oh, okay, the lights in the tunnel. They made it. All right, let me go back and find where there was. So skip I'm gonna that whole go ahead, shit, man. I just want to address something about the storyline that I find is a bit of a bugaboo for me. If you have a test for the worthiness of your champion that involves gaslighting him to the point of insanity, I just don't think that you're a very smart (laughs) ultimate being. Like, that didn't make any sense, especially because all of that led to him still being a dickwad and being a terrible leader. And so I'm just like, dude, like, first of all, the the storyline, as we keep saying, is so drawn out. And and for what? It was a bad test. Like, it's just a stupid test. 
Honestly, the whole test Facts. and culmination was dumb. It was it was completely ad hominem. It was non sequitur. Yeah, it didn't I, the it whole didn't time. I'm like, together. how the fuck did you guys find this place? You just went on an island and started walking in a random direction. How and did then, you find this? And then what? It like they kept and it's they kept using visions of his father for what? Yeah, because he kept making associations that didn't li- that didn't help the the yep. thing, the the whole journey. That's a good point. His dad had nothing to do it with this. It was just an do with it. The And then the worst part is, is that it was a bad avatar because he didn't have a healthy relationship with his father. And then oh, it exacerbated the relation. And then it's like, you know, and then they get to the point where, you know, they're they're starting to implode on the island and they're getting mad at each other. And it's like, oh, over the centuries, everyone who comes to this island starts to get mad at each other. It's like, but why? Why would you? Why does everyone assemble a team of niggas who hate each other? It makes no fucking sense. And if they orchestrated it this way, like, why would you put together, if you're an omniscient force, putting together a team of people to take to help to save the world and you know them and you know about all of their struggles and their past and their future and all that stuff. Why would you put together a team of people who hate each other? That doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? And if you're this if you're this omniscient, why don't you orchestrate it so that they don't like it's the circumstances of their life that made them hate each other. Why don't you just orchestrate better circumstances? I don't know. Like, it just doesn't seem to make sense. It seems very, very arbitrary Absolutely. and nonsensical. And so it did. It, there was no payoff for something that was nonsensically planned. And, like, just don't gaslight your superheroes. Like, what? Like, like that part I didn't get. Yeah, no. Like, like, they gaslit him so hard. The man thought he was insane. Everyone thought he was insane. <laughs> I mean, why would you do that? If the audience, if we as the audience didn't see his decaying dad there, we would also believe he's insane, dude. If we didn't have that, that's particularly triggering for me because I hate when people like to. I hate when people purposely obfuscate your point and make you look insane instead of addressing the obviously real issue that's happening. And it's like, all right, cool. Clearly, Sheldon is having some kind of mental issue, but it's it's manifesting around him shit is happening can we address that please because if you're not going to address that then you're you're never going to convince him that he's not crazy you know what i mean or you're never going to ratify in your own mind whether he really is also this nigga drew a windmill and went and found that windmill you feel me and this is in like the 1920s so that obviously was crazy there was a little 30 sir yeah <laughs> so obviously this there was some legitimacy legitimacy to what was happening to him but everybody else was just like uh, he's nuts, bro. I don't and then, know. I think we should give up. And then Walt was following him purely because he seemed bored. Like, this nigga just seemed bored. And he liked to antagonize uh, 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 Walt, so he followed Sheldon. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was just... The whole backstory did not need to be the whole season. It really didn't. But I really did enjoy 90% of the, con- of the contemporary setting. Once they came back to the to the to to the present day, shit was really interesting. Like there was a lot of like the family dynamics and the dynamics with the code and all of that yeah. is very interestingly uh 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 um explored. And, and so I Hutch's can't side story too. Even Hutch's side story is interesting. Hutch is a badass, by the way. That dude with the the, the teleporting uh stick that his father made for him. That shit is no. It didn't make it, son. That's the blue niggas thing. Oh yeah, that nigga died, didn't he? We don't know. Yeah, he gone though. <laughs> we don't know. Um, that's I mean, right. There's a un- lot of mysteries. Until they showed that blue dude, I could have sworn that he was the uh, the dude with the antimatter shit in his chest. 
Also, fuck Blackstar. That fucking <laughs> bad guy looks trash. Like, come on. And it, it, I was, come on. What was that? I just like really. It's, it's pseudo, what were they going um, for? It's pseudo dark side. They did, it, it didn't look good, and I don't know what they were going for, but I and even the personality, the accent they chose just was off putting. It didn't like I get what they were trying to do. It's like hyper genius, but with like a kind of you know ven- uh, ground street level vernacular, and it's just it didn't didn't fit. It didn't work. That whole thing didn't come together well. Um, and then the other, there was only other one real bad guy who showed any kind of like, you know, of his powers, which was kind of cool. Uh, what's his name? Baryon. But it was the dude who <laughs> shot the purple stuff. Yeah. He was cool. He got his ass beat though. But he marked niggas, yo. He marked out a bunch of them, yo. He hurt mad And, and that scene <laughs> was, was kind of like, I, I felt like they also failed to make their own point sometimes because they had a, a, they they were like, all right, so the young kids are getting killed, so now they're having conflict with the code. But this one dude was straight up was like, yo, let me kill that dude that's laying on the floor back there. And she was like, no, that, that's completely different than being in a fight and killing someone by accident in the yeah. heat of the moment. Yeah, yeah. This Executing dude is someone- down yeah and already out of the fight and you're like won't you just let me kill him and i was like bruh that's an execution bruh. by the way that's the difference bruh. one's an execution one is being killed in action and i'm like two different things what i feel like i feel like they were muddying their message when they, they when they when they had the young heroes bring come at it from that perspective yeah when the young heroes were looking for retribution rather than yeah. the ability to defend themselves they lost the moral high ground feel me yeah Mm-hmm. But that's the immaturity, and that's why that's why I actually understood Jupiter's point as to we gotta adhere to the code. You still have to you still have to acknowledge people. I have you no still problem have to with talk adhering to them the and, code. And take them. Just amend the code. Exactly, that's what I'm saying, and that's what I that's where I was going. Is you have to hear people, and you have to understand that not everyone is as powerful as you. You know what I mean? Like you could you can afford to pull punches, but you are attracting people into this code that are putting themselves in serious danger and you're not amending the code or doing anything to protect them. You know what I mean? Like you can't do that. You can't put them in dan- mortal danger and expect them not to protect themselves. That's why the code they has did a to good take job that into account. Establishing that the code is also like it's substitute for his personality failings. Absolutely, and shit. they did a great job of that. <laughs> that's I did that's the whole reason why he doesn't that. want to amend the code. Why is his psychiatrist in jail? Uh, because he's one of the villains that he used to fight. He, the only person that he trusts to be his psychiatrist is that super genius. Oh, okay. There you go. That mean that makes sense. I did because I didn't. I didn't pick that up from the exposition of the show. I don't think I did. I think I uh, in one of those recap shows they mentioned it, mentioned him. So I yeah, like, I got we got we got a solidly developed half a season, and so I give it a five. You know what I mean? If you're willing to literally hate half of the show, yeah. feel free to to delve into it and not know whether you're going to get to pay off next season. So me personally, I will not recommend Jupiter's Legacy until season two for sure. And that's even, and that's post season two. Uh, another thing that annoyed me about Jupiter's Legacy is that their deviation from the reason why the main bad guy is the main bad guy. They introduced this whole clone thing, which is remember when I told you about it when I saw episode one. It was the most intriguing thing about the show, the show that I liked. I was like, oh, what is what does this twist mean? But coming to the end, I'm like, yo, why did you do that? How the fuck did this nigga with brain powers create a clone? How the fuck does nigga with brain powers create a clone that was so oh. effective? 
Like, his whole thing with his daughter not well developed. I was just like, bro, what the fuck is going on? Not right well now? developed, and they fail when it comes to representing mental powers. Now, now, when they showed them transporting themselves into the mental realm, and so they were talking in a different setting. Okay, that's easy enough cinematography. But the idea that whenever they're using their powers, they put their hands out and squigglies go between them. <laughs> that shit, no, that's not how you represent mental powers. Either you give them a cool physical manifestation, or you don't. But you don't give them squigglies. That's some lazy shit. You know what I mean? Like, that was very poorly done. I was very upset about that. Because they did really well with the other ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was like, you guys could do it. You know what I mean? And I, I just don't feel like this is a... They, they weren't short on production funds, I don't think. You know what I mean? This is Netflix. They they, they got money. So so make it, you know? I just don't know. That, that seemed I mean, at best, done. COVID could have fucked up their schedule. Okay. True, true, true. And I will give them some leniency for that. But um, also there is Jupiter, this motherfucker. What, there was a scene where he's about to, he's confronting Black Star at the end with his son. And this oh, nigga like, hilarious. wait, when he busts through the weight lo- the waist level bars, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was you're funny. flying. That was funny. Why did you bust through the waist level <laughs> banister? You fucking asshole. <laughs> After funny. you told your son, no wanton destruction, hilarious. don't break shit for no reason. You're paying for that. You're just going to go destroy this platform for no reason. Like, why did you yeah, do that? But, but it looks cool when I do it. When you do it, it's just, he just it's peeled just it back. I was like, my nigga, I get it. You're strong. You were flying. <laughs> already though but that was a dope scene though i really like uh I, also, i'll give him that i like the scene where he's setting up um where black star was just like so what's up bro you gonna kill me to save your son or uh how, how, how yeah. much you like that code bro? that villain dilemma that he said and up. then his son and then the son at the end he's just like oh i was gonna save you i was, I was totally gonna save you he was like yeah 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 i know i was like damn yeah they did made the that, wrong um, choice, son. They did a poor job of showing the power dynamic. Definitely. The power dynamics Definitely. between the characters are is poorly shown because Black Star is he's he's completely powerful and completely not powerful both at the same <laughs> yeah. time. Which right? is fucking absurd. Like he could keep all the heroes at bay at, all at once. With no but fear. He could also be knocked out by one of them. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 susceptibility to mind power is completely not not well developed. Um. Yeah, it's got a lot of flaws, but that's to say I'm glad that that's the secondary storyline. That the primary storyline is the drama between the superheroes, and that's very well done. And so that's why I still give it full points for that part of the show, because on in respect to that, every time that they were dealing with that dynamic, the acting was good, mm-hmm. the the scenery was good, the the uh everything was was set up well. Outside of that, we have issues um outside of that first superhero combat scene where where he punched off that nigga's front frontal lobe Bruh. that I, Epic. that scene was amazing Epic. outside of that they didn't i think i don't know if they blew their wad on that scene or what but they didn't particularly do a great job for the rest of them my opinion um but yeah jupiter's legacy that's that yeah um i was i was disappointed uh, yes Next is Love, Death, and Robots. Yeah. Which was good. Was good. I don't think that it lived up to the first season. Yeah, I didn't like it as much as... as uh, uh, but it was entertaining. One. Definitely. Has the episode really where the uh, the genomorph human, the one that, that could regenerate, <laughs> fell in love with the android, that was a really cool episode. Oh, oh okay. I love Snow. that one. The one with Snow. Snow, yes. Um, the first episode I found... well. Well, they were doing something funky with the episode order. So the episode with in the nursing home 
where the the cleaning robot went crazy and she was talking to customer service and they <laughs> were like funny. yo and, and it's funny because they it kept escalating and they're like well if your robot is attempting to kill you now this is what you have to do go sacrifice your pet much yeah i was like wow why do they have a contingency if your robot's but trying my to kill favorite you part why about is, it it is that she was like press two for no do not sacrifice your pet and she presses two she's like are you sure? <laughs> if, it was, if it came down to you or him, your pet would choose you every time. <laughs> yeah, trying to really convince funny. you to sacrifice your pet. That was, but yeah, that one was really funny. The other, not too many of the other ones were too memorable for me, honestly. Same. That's that's pretty much how I felt. I thought um, Pop Squad was pretty deep. I, I don't think that, was that that was the name of the um, the actual thing, but the the one where the cop kills the uh, where the uh, the cop is the shooting the kids. Oh man, that was actually a really good one. Yes, 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 that one was really good. Uh, so the scenario is is that in the future, uh, humans can live for extremely long times, but they regulate everyone's ability to breed. So you're not allowed to have kids, but you can live forever. Um, of course, there's a renegade faction of humans who willingly are willing to give up their more uh, their immortality to have kids but it's still illegal like you just don't have the choice and so they have these cops that go around and they Pop find unre- yeah they find unregulated kids and shoot them in the head and so uh one of the police has a moral dilemma and Briggs Briggs is a uh, has a moral dilemma and and that's all I'll say because it's a really good episode to watch yeah. but it's that was a really really good one that man was, that was that one, that um, one was probably that was my favorite out of the well it's my favorite story it's it's pretty dark so they're really short too and i watched them all yeah, in rapid succession yeah, so there's other good ones that i might not remember off the top of my head but they were they, the one with the brothers was pretty interesting i think was it was done as the same art style as the zima blue one it was one of the two brothers with the augments and the yes, shit there on that planet. where one of them was unaugmented and the other one was augmented. That was a very good one, yes. Yeah, that See, was so a lot of them were one. really good, but they were short. Absolutely. They all seemed yeah, very, sucks. very short. Sucks. They were, they were between like 8 um, and 15 I minutes. I didn't like the Holiday Santa one. That was just weird. That one was funny. <laughs> that was just weird. Um, well, And it wasn't bad. Like It was just like, okay, that was someone's like crazy nightmare. And so, yeah, that one yeah, was... Yeah, I, I do like that that, that twist right there. But it it, it kind of I mean I guess they kind of needed to say it at the what end. What would it's happen like, if we were naughty? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess that that's what the whole would it thing was implying. Hot coals on you? That's hilarious. I think it would just eat you instead. That might be the alternative. Well, the thing is, is that he's sticking to the actual fairy tale, so it's like it's got to be involving hot that's coals because that's what that's he gives. To, oh yeah, he gives coal to that's to true, the yeah. uh, to the kids who who are naughty. So like, goddamn, I'd hate to see what that thing does. Vomits hot coals on you. Uh, that one was good. Um, the one with Michael B. Jordan was pretty interesting. Yes, I liked the okay. resolution with that one. See, this that's the one with Michael B. Jordan was amazing. Yeah, and it was it funny because I was like, so "Is that Michael good. B? Is that my nigga?" It looks so good, man. bro. Just the story, like he didn't speak the whole time either. Like it was just he such... said like he said a few words. Yeah, well, I mean, what, did he? You, he, he, there's no dialogue between him and anyone else, though. Uh, no, I think he may have been talking to himself. Yeah, because um, he speaks to himself. Yeah, so in this one, he. Uh, he plays a, uh, a bomber for, uh, I guess, a Starfleet, and they're, he's on a bombing run, and he fires off his payload, but then gets hit by the enemy ordinance and crash lands on a planet. He finds a, a life pod, but unfortunately, the life pod, he has to find a way to use the life pod. <laughs> and yeah, another very, very good episode. Once again, only 10 minutes, though. Yeah. The resolution for that was was super awesome. It was so genius to use the way he used the light to the same. Oh yeah, man! Excellent. I, that shit was so amazing. Smart. I love it. That that was that was super well done. 
Um, which, which other ones were there? Uh, none, none of the other ones really jump out at me. Now that I can think about it. Yeah, I watched them. I watched them in way too fast. The succession. I'm definitely gonna do that's a how, second I mean, round on that. I mean, some people said that. Uh, 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 I was hearing online that, that they were might have released the first. I mean, the the second, the, uh, only the first half of the second season, to avoid it being delayed for super late. So I'm hoping oh, that's so what more, it is. I'm was hoping. Eight. I'm hoping the first season, the first one had 18. Okay, so, so yeah, this was definitely not that. Yeah, so that's why that, Ooh, that's the way the they held thing. off the big boy ones for later because those are the ones that probably had to they took longer to make. So if they were doing like a pre-release for the first half of the season, I'm crossing my fingers. I know right I'm, I'm over here postulating. I know I'm that that's wishful thinking, but yo, yeah, no, actually, this was it was really good. As I said, I would give this one a solid seven. This was a good season. It wasn't as memorable as the last one, but had some really really solid nuggets in it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Tall Grass. That one was kind of interesting. I didn't... Yeah, that's the one where he was on the train. Yeah, that, that was dude was weird. dumb. That dude was yeah, dumb. I was, I was like, like, yo... He told you, like, not to leave. He told you not to leave, my nigga. Also, nothing about those woods look inviting. Nothing about Tall Grass <laughs> looks inviting, my G. But he was like, well, I, I, I guess if I need to piss, I need to walk all the way into the Tall Grass. Nigga, I would have pissed off the train. Play Feel me? I would not have stepped here, the photo off of that train. Fuck out of life. Especially, like, if I'm only going to call you twice, you're like, you know what? Not worth it. It's just not worth it. Just not worth it. I was it. mad when that dude got saved, bro. I was like, you should have left that nigga. What? And he saved him in a mad dramatic fashion with the train still moving. Yeah. And they had to jump on that bitch. I was like, what? Me, they don't pay that train conductor enough for that shit. No, he, they do not. That old grizzled man. He deserves better in life. But yeah, that was it. I think I don't think we missed any other ones. Drowned Giant was the only one. Drowned Giant that was more shit. like poetry. Okay, yes. Drowned Giant was a very, very interesting expose on the idea of humanity and what we would do in the the uh, the presence of something that has a resemblance to humanity but isn't. So the premise is, is that a, a whale-sized, a blue whale-sized human washes up on the beach. That's it. And there's a, uh, a journalist, I assume, who is uh, paid by his paper to cover just what happens around him. And just, first of all, the fact that people so readily started walking all over him, <laughs> was I was like, out. nope. And it was naked was with a big out. old, yo, I'm like, yo, man, stay away from the man audio. What's going on with that? Yo, people were just playing with that shit, bro. so disrespectful. They were graffitiing that motherfucker. Yo, like, it bro. got bad, dude. And then by the time, they, and then it was really interesting because I honestly don't think it would be that. First of all, the U.S. government would. Oh, yeah. Whatever Quarantine government, that shit with yeah, absolutely lock that down. They're son. taking every piece of that to figure out what yep. the fuck it is, how it came to be, where track it, do whatever they can because that boy, entire beach would become U.S. property of the yeah, U.S. government. There was no way they would just let people overrun it like that, and then let let uh industry eventually dismember it and and sell it. Like, nah, that skull. Are you kidding me? What the thing is a national treasure? It's a one of a life, like one in a. There's nothing that's ever existed like that before. That that thing's skull and bones would be some of the most coveted possessions in museums around the world. Like, there's no way. It's just hanging out some next yeah. to some niggas' barn. Yeah, nah. I just I it was interesting, but completely implausible to me. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So there was that. Um, and the last thing I watched was Thunder Force. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. If you do, if you like Melissa McCarthy, never seen any of her works. Really? I, mean, I assume I, I assume I won't like them. 
Okay. They seem Respect. like they seem like stereotypical comedies to me. Y- yeah. But yes. Absolutely. Yeah. You're not wrong in that assessment. But I think that in that genre, she's a good representation of it. Oh yeah, she she, she kills it. Gangbusters, bro. And Octavia Spencer did a great job as well. Um, it was really interesting, like the casting of it. It was nice seeing people cast in it that just had different kinds of like fashion sensibilities and mindsets. Like people thought different. Like it was very interesting. Like the characters were reasonably well developed for a comedy parody of a superhero movie. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. I'll give it a solid six and a half, seven, because, you know, it's not going to give you immense action, even though it did have some cool scenes in it. Um, It's not going to give you like groundbreaking story, but it will give you laughs. And so, yeah, a seven, six and a half, seven is on the high end of what I would rate a, a, a parody of that genre. So, you know, I think it's a really good representation of it. And as I said, I'm a Melissa McCarthy fan, so. That is what it is. Um, yeah. It, it, the the whole, they work the buddy cop dynamic into the superhero genre. Yeah. I, I think it hit on all cylinders for what they were trying to do. I didn't think that they, they flubbed any of their attempts at what they were, what they were trying to put up. So I, I would definitely recommend that. I don't know if, if it's the type of comedy that your significant other liked, it's a fun watch. I don't think Carolina was too hot on it most of the time. Um, but I thought the shit was hilarious. But uh, yeah, yeah, Thunder Force definitely not a dud, not a dud. Uh, definitely a, a worthwhile watch if you want to take some time out to dedicate to it. But yeah, other than that, man, it was a pretty dead news week. Not a whole lot had been going on. We'll start out with the R.I.P. to Paul Mooney. Yeah, one of the Paul. one of I love Paul Mooney's dry sense of humor. Uh, <laughs> it's probably I don't know if I could hang out with Paul Mooney only because. He, that's who he is like i from what i understand that's his personality that that uh that that dry snark oh yeah all day baby that's him um i was a huge fan of the negro domus character i thought that he was that he was gold in that in that uh persona. That single-handedly gave us the uh, uh wayne brady sketch Ugh. wayne brady like so many things have spawned from him he he's to write with richard pryor correct yes sir i mean his comedy pedigree is undeniable it's historic to say the least like like a lot of these newer guys have great maybe even classic but paul mooney is historic in what he did um you see his dna all over the place Mm -hmm. and i don't just mean because he got churn (laughs) my man's comedic dna is everywhere and and the comedic comedy world it's a shame that people close to him will tell you and this is where I got it from, because I obviously don't know Paul Mooney personally, but that he didn't feel like he got what he deserved for the comedic genius that he brought to the world. And I feel I feel that he was justified in saying so because he was very critical of the white comedic establishment. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, you kind of alienate the people who are going to be responsible for gatekeeping the kind mm-hmm. of accolades you're looking for, which... That's why I, I personally just wish we stopped fiending for those accolades. You know what I mean? Like I see it all the time. Whether it's whether it's Uncle Luke crying about not getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, or whether it's it's black academics complaining that the racist white establishments that they criticize don't want to hire them. 
Like, I'm just like, guys, yo, where's the self-love in all of this? You guys are successful. I'm not saying you're buku abundantly rich, but you're successful. You have a name. Yes, it would be an abundant amount of work to try to build your platform outside of these places. But don't you think it's worth it? You know what I mean? Like, I don't you think it's worth it? And you but guys I think have most the, of them the, do the that, cloud. though. You know what I mean? Most of them have built up work that's outside of those mm-hmm. establishments. And they are recognized by those people. They just want it specific for them as well. And, and see, that, that I, 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 I don't agree with. And that's just my opinion. If, if I'm going to criticize this establishment and not even just, like, criticize the people of establishment, like, that's not even that bad. Like, you can criticize individuals in the establishment, but they, they, they criticize the structure and the system of that establishment. They, don't, they fundamentally want them to change the way that they do business. And while I, I, I think that's a laudable goal, you can't expect to be employed by them. I just don't think that that's a realistic goal. Nor is it one, why would you want to be employed by an establishment? Or why would you want accolades from an establishment that you yourself have have, have set up the premise that they don't have a value structure that aligns with yours? Feelings aren't always logical, man. Clearly not. That's this is how it goes. That, that, that will always humans be true. want contradictory things very often. Yeah, and so and and so that's mainly why I I support a lot of these people in their art or their endeavors, but I don't personally have any sympathy for them complaining about award shows and institutions that are known to be uh, 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 exclusionary. Being exclusionary. At that point, you know, it's got to be about more than just you not getting what you want. If you want to really change that dynamic, then let's 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 address that that systemic issue. And it's no longer about just you not getting a job. You know what I mean? For me, it is at least, you know, and so I don't think that anyone's ever going to get too far complaining about their individual experience with these with these institutions and and uh, and awards uh, ceremonies and things. I don't think they're going to get anywhere with their individual claims because a lot of uh, these places maintain the right to not hire you or not give you an award. That's their legal right. Now, if we want to, if, if you're going to try to make headway on a discrimination that you're feeling, you, you or you're under, you're, you're being oppressed with, then you're going to have to make it the case that it's something that affects more than just you. It's going to be something that, that discriminates against a, a demographic of people because that's where the law kicks in. The law doesn't really kick in on individual discrimination. It's when you can prove a, a a history or pattern of discrimination because then you it's no longer just an individual thing and so that's that's why i'm saying like okay we're not going to get anywhere if 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 the goal is really to to fix the systemic issues that that lead to exclusionary hiring habits or exclusionary uh, uh accolades being handed out if we want to do that that's cool but then then let's move away from the Oh, why didn't I get an award? Or oh, and move towards uh, well, hey, let's let's do our best if we can to create competing platforms to them so that they actually start seeing the value of what we're bringing, and then 
You know what I mean? That's the only way we're going to move in this this capitalist society, you know? That's the, that you're not going to get a lot of change outside of that. So that's, that's just my my take on why, I, you know, you don't need validation from a lot of institutions, especially from institutions that don't respect you. And so I and I kind of got off on this tangent from from Paul Mooney and Paul Mooney's Paul Mooney's mark on history is undeniable. There's no amount of anyone else's accolades that he needs to achieve. He did it. You know what I mean? And so I hope that he I hope that in the spirit of of his recent passing, he you know, there there is there there's some solace in that that no matter who gave him the the recognition that he he wanted, he made that mark regardless. Nobody could take that from him. He was there, you know, and 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 he will forever be uh, part of the DNA of of at least American comedy, you know, not just Facts. even black comedy. It's American comedy because he's been ripped off by a lot of white comedians, and he's also written for a lot of white comedians. And maybe he's also written. So yeah, that that's my 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 little two cents about Mr. Mooney, R.I.P. You know, uh, you were definitely. The people, if you knew, you knew when it came to Paul Mooney. Yes, sir. But moving on from that, not too much else was going on in the, in the entertainment sphere. I did see in um in gaming, boy, Ubisoft is under some serious fire, man. So they were originally coming under fire because of their toxic work environment that they had been generating. And not just generating, but there was like receipts through emails between HR and management that the CEO was okay with the toxic work environment as long as it was on the managerial level that, <laughs> and it was getting production from the employees. And so they got on the fire under that. As if, as if they're not going to be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Everything that I do that as an asshole is for managerial purposes. Yeah. It's clearly what, and then that's what you are prophetic, sir, because that's literally what happened. And this so America, it's coming bro. back. It's up all and, about finding loopholes so you don't have to do your job. Absolutely. <laughs> and so it's coming back. And this is why Ubisoft is 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 rolling back its AAA development because its management has become so toxic that its AAA studio, um, its AAA development teams ain't got no potential. Are, have, they can't make anything. Mm-hmm. They can't make anything. And because they are so hamstringed by management, the only productive sectors of their gaming are the mobile titles because they don't require a whole lot of interchange from management. (laughs) The management is usually, it's usually an independent studio team that's working on that, that mobile title. So that separation from management allows them to be productive in that environment. Whereas the in-house development teams that are working on their AAA titles have such stringent work uh, uh, requirements and, and, and policies that they can't be as productive as they need to be to keep on rolling out the AAA titles. But ultimately, the problem is stemming from management. And so, yeah, it, it it's getting ugly. The, it, it, the worst part is, is that the CEO has been completely just non-existent in his response, just not giving a fuck at all. Yeah. And when he's whenever he's addressed uh, with it in, in, in shareholders' calls, whew, he just he evades it doesn't doesn't uh provide any concrete information. I mean HR is scrambling and they're saying all the stuff that they're doing, but the employees are refuting it on the ground every time <laughs> they put out a statement. And so yeah, man, Ubisoft, man, oh man, I hope 
Speaking about dead giants, man, boy, that's one that needs to wash up on the shore. <laughs> like, honestly, like, seriously, like, just destroy the company, release the talent into the wild. They all will get picked up. Video games are profitable. Studios need quality designers. I have no doubt that that if you are a designer and you are decent at your job, that you can find a job. You can. It does exist. Especially if you're in an area where there was an Ubisoft headquarters, there's probably another developer not too far out. Please, like, we got to stop being so scared of what happens for that little layover of a few weeks when a developer goes under and then people lose their jobs. They'll, don't worry. They're mostly they're, they're developers. A lot of them have savings. A lot of them have, you know, support networks to support, to, to fall back on. They're not, they, they'll be all right. It's not like when a McDonald's closes and a bunch of those uh, employees are now in the unemployed stream and they don't have marketable skills in an industry that, that's in high demand. Not the same thing. Ubisoft could go under and I'm pretty sure that the, that the workforce will be reabsorbed with not as bad of a, a, a of a bump and overall will they will experience a better quality of work life you know what i mean because if if ubisoft is the most toxic place to work outside of activision then you can only go up you know what i mean like what what do you have to lose really from ubisoft going under like they they've created a a a a, a you know a company that's i guess too big to fail technically but really should probably fail. If there's any company that should be shorted to death, it's Ubisoft. They they have squandered pretty much all goodwill that they can from from their from their player base. They've 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 been nothing but uh the the CEO has been nothing but recalcitrant to the board of shareholders. I mean, fuck man. Wait, what does a company have to do to get dissolved in this bitch? <laughs> Shit don't happen these days. It does not. But yeah, there wasn't actually really too much other news going on. Just it's just some random stupid shit. You know, I I did see something going on in um off of Facebook where let me tell you, man, I it sucks that people still regard Facebook as a valid platform because it really just is so anti it it's so anti user. Uh I saw this story about um there's a, a guy I follow on Twitter, his name's Omniran. He's a DJ, comic book enthusiast like wrestling just a you know entertainer he keeps you know funny stuff on his feed so i i I like to follow him and he published a book he was going through some issues with different publishers and royalties and all that stuff so he decided he's going to self-publish boom don't got to worry about shit don't got to worry about dmca don't got to worry about copyright it's my copyright publish get my own uh paperwork i'll deal with all the money and stuff cool self-publishes everything's good tries to market his book on Facebook, he gets a, a copyright ban that he's infringing on someone's copyright. He's infringing on the copyright that he owns. That's funny. And there's and moreover, Facebook is stonewalling him as if he's not the copyright holder, as if they're not contacting him to allow him to use his shit for promotional hey, yo, reasons. You sure you're going to let you use your own copyright, dog? You sure you want to promote nigga. your shit on your page? You sure that's what you want to do, dog? You sure you want to monetize in the way you pay us to monetize and advertise your book? Like, that's the thing is, like, you have to pay for those features. Mm-hmm. It's not like those features are free. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, why do people still abide by this? Like, I just don't understand it. Well, I do understand it. It's a huge 
group of people in one place. Yeah, it's the best free marketing. Well, it's not it's best semi free marketing platform there is. Oh man, and 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 it's yeah. the cheapest advertising you're gonna get for the reach that they provide. Yeah, is it worth it? Depends on what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you have a moral qualm with what they're doing, is it worth it? This is what I should say because that's my that's my question. Because clearly, if you don't care about the way that they monetize and do all those things and the the, the surveillance they do on users and the the psychological manipulation, if you don't care about any of that, then there's no qualms. And I and I'm not saying that you should have those qualms. But I'm saying as someone who does, is that worth it? Because I think about it in reference to us. Because I don't give a fuck about Facebook, but I do give a, a fuck about the reach of this podcast, and so. I debate, like, is it worth it? You know what I mean? Because I'm open to the idea that maybe I should not be so dogmatic at times. 100%. I just rarely find that and that things meet the rigor for me to to obfuscate my morals for whatever I'm looking to do. And I just haven't seen, like, because I, and the reason why I bring it up is because I see a lot of people who supposedly have issues with the way that Facebook operates who talk about how Facebook is such a, a corrupt platform, but they utilize Facebook. And I'm like, mm, that just seems disingenuous. Nah, I don't, I don't really think so. Cause I, I, that's how I feel. Right. I don't, I don't fuck with Facebook. I deleted my Facebook ages ago mm-hmm. and my, the, my audiobook just came out and I recently spoke to Mike. I was like, yo, I'm considering doing a, 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 a new Facebook to promote my audiobook. Like I don't fuck with Facebook. I don't think you don't support none of they do, but, they provide a very good platform if you need it for certain things. If, you, if you're looking for exposure and if you're looking to do something like promote a book to a bunch of people that you've never met, that there's really no other way to achieve that outside of Facebook. So it's, it's a give and take thing. Like, like you said, your, your morals prevent you from doing that. But, you know, it's, it's unrealistic to expect other people to have the no, same I, morals as you. I never did. I never did. I'm saying that's why I was relating it back to my own decision making. Yeah. So in, in that regard, like a lot of people won't see won't see the um you know I mean? it's one of those things where like if people don't actually see you punching somebody in the face they're not going to consider you that bad right mm-hmm. you can steal money from a million people if they don't see you seal it you feel me that's that's just how it is if it's not if it's not in people's face constantly like oppressing them as hey this thing that i'm doing is wrong then it's going to be out of sight out of mind yeah you're absolutely right you're absolutely right i like because i go out and look for it I see it a lot. And so I'm inundated with it. So it bothers me. But honestly, if you don't look for it, it's very subversive. It's not out in the over. It opens And it's even covert. with that same guy, didn't have a problem with it until he started trying to, to do his, his book mm. thing. And, and, and once again, a lot of people who are criticizing Facebook obfuscated the fact that they were spreading that information on Facebook. Like if I walked into your room and started oh, criticizing no, your that's room. That's funny. That's different. That, he's playing himself by doing that. No, 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 not him. No, no I'm not oh, talking about okay, him in okay, particular. Okay. Now I'm talking, about was... the broader, I'm talking about the broader <laughs> I thought that he was sitting on Facebook and then immediately turned around and started trying to promote something on Facebook and it was no, no, surprised. No, I'm talking about the broader audience. Because, I got you. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just identifying the, whatchamacallit. Yeah, so you see, and because I subscribe to a lot of leftist social media, I see a lot of leftists who obviously have huge qualms with Facebook. And that's what I was referencing just then is you, you guys get kicked off of Facebook and you, you're mad. Yeah, but yeah. you guys literally They're published being, essays on Facebook about why you think Facebook silly. is evil. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, I don't understand. They're being silly. That. And so, now, yeah, that's I, the, the, the cake and eat it too mentality. Some people be like mm-hmm. that. 
Some people be like that. Some people be like, oh, I want to be able to insult you on a regular basis, but you also got to invite me over to your house to chill next week. That I don't. So a lot of people do what? that. <laughs> That's what? a thing that some people do. I don't get that. <laughs> I don't get that. Some shit on Facebook, but hey, when I come over and post my shit to make some money on Facebook, you better be okay with it, Facebook. And the next week, I'm going to talk shit about you. Yeah, no, I definitely like. I've definitely been kicked out of places for being drunk and ornery, but I've never been mad at someone for kicking me out because I was drunk and ornery. It's like, you know what? In retrospect, you probably actually saved me from an ass whooping, so I'm not mad at you. You know what I mean? It's like it's one of those things. Like when you're at when when you're in someone's house or their domain, like if you're on Twitter and you're criticizing Facebook and you get kicked off of Twitter, that's weird. Mm -hmm. That's problematic in my opinion. But if you're on Facebook and you're criticizing Facebook. You can't expect Facebook to publish criticism of themselves. It's not a public platform. It's not a public platform. Facebook is not public. Also, I can't the understand owner of that it shit. has proven to be not a good person. Yes. What is with it? Well, America has billionaire envy. They they <laughs> they swear America is the fucking and that, and I think that honestly in there's there's a bunch of American mental tropes that I that caused me to think very negatively of American culture. And that's one of them. The idea that the, first of all, there's any human being that is generating billions of dollars worth of value at any given point or over any, uh, any, any spread of time is completely fallacious and ignorant. No one has ever in their lives period earned a billion dollars, not Elon Musk, not Bill Gates, not Mark Zuckerberg. That's they didn't earn that. They created something that scaled up very well in a digital environment. That is not actually that laudable. That happens a lot. They're called websites. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they, these people have created technologies on the internet that work well. That they're not saving the world. They really aren't. You know, Bill Gates's philanthropy. If you actually dig into it, which Anand Giranhanades probably butchered his last name, does a great job of writing about this. Their philanthropy is reputation laundering. They don't do good things for other people. They do good things to cover up the bad shit that they're doing. So these guys, you know, this billionaire envy that Americans have is just, it's, it, it's, it's uh, indicative of an ignorance that is very deep seated in the culture. This aspirational poverty, the idea that you could be the next billionaire is crazy. The idea that these billionaires earned it, crazy. The, the idea that they didn't make the 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 value that they have off the backs of the users and the 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 developers that made it is crazy. If anyone made a billion dollars worth of value, it was not Bill Gates. I promise you, and it was not Elon Musk. They are not sitting down, you know, they they are like I was going to say they're the puff daddies of the tech industry, <laughs> but you know they are organizers. Stop, stop. They're doing great things in terms of how they organize and put the package together, but they're not making the package. They bring a value to what's going on, but not billions of dollars worth of value. Let's just be realistic about it. You know what I mean? And the fact that Americans can't even wrap their head around that idea is is I think a very very sad state of affair for American culture. The billionaire envy is a very sad, sad part of that. But um, yeah, nah, man. Facebook is trash. 
I don't recommend. A matter of fact, I went and bought the dude's book because of that. Just as a fuck you to Facebook. You know what I mean? But it's like, and I also support black authors. So, yeah, you don't need Facebook. You can you can market it other ways. You know, there's it's just more footwork. And you can't be scared to do the footwork if you want to build your 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 empire in a strong manner. You know, if you want if you want to if you want to build your business or your brand or whatever you're trying to do, I would highly recommend don't take use social media. Yes, but don't take the shortcuts. Don't use it as a shortcut to not doing the groundwork. You know what I mean? Because if if Facebook, I mean, you can still do both. You can still do ground do the groundwork and still promote. You know what I'm saying? True. And and if you're doing something, and and I'm speaking from somebody who's creating content that is highly censorable. Like there there is a there is a high propensity for content like mine to be kind of shunted to the side or not promoted. And so I don't find it valuable to promote on something like Facebook. Because I know that there's going to be times that if I try to monetize on Facebook and they become aware of my content, they're probably going to kick me off. I speak too negatively of them. So, you know, I should just do the footwork. That has less of an impact if I use it and I've already done the footwork to build up that user base or to build up that audience outside of Facebook. You know what I mean? And that's what that's what I mean by don't don't um use it as a shortcut and so you're right i'm i don't want to discourage people from from utilizing outlets that they're successful with but be mindful because if you center a lot of your game plan around that outlet you're beholden to the rules of that outlet and so when that outlet says hey we're not going to allow you to to promote your own self-published items you kind of throw your hands up unless you have other avenues you know what i mean and so that's all i mean by that you know, I don't want to you're right. I don't want to discourage somebody because, you know, I was never discouraged from utilizing whatever outlets that I saw were, were fit. And so that that's not my goal. My goal is to to advise people to to think a little bit deeper um, when they're taking when they're thinking about the future of their brand, because if you build it around a platform that you don't own, you do become beholden to that platform. And none of these platforms are public. You know, you got to understand that private platforms open to the public. You know, you're just allowed to use it as part of the public. It's not something that is beholden to you or your desires. But yeah, other than that, you got Tulsi Gabbard coming out, out here talking shit about Lori Lightfoot, saying that she she's the... First of all, if you know anything about Lori Lightfoot, she is definitely an establishment dem. And if you're an establishment dem, you probably are not anti-white. <laughs> you are part of a, a organization that is predominantly rich white people. And so Tulsi Gabbard coming out saying that Lori Lightfoot is is guilty of anti-white racism, I think is one of the funniest things that I've heard fucking all fucking weekend when it comes to stupid political uh, comments. Because Tulsi came in as an agitator, which was understandable in a field of people that needed to be shaken up. But she has turned she's turned out to be a troll, essentially. She's not she's not agitating for a reason. She's not trying to shake the tree or stir the pot to get, you know, to get things to change in a progressive manner. She's just trolling. <laughs> like to go out here and really try to stick anti-white racism on Lori Lightfoot of all people. It's like, yo, my dude, there is so many people you can stick that stick that on in the Congress. It's, it, there's there's obvious targets for her. So for her to go after Lori Lightfoot is like, oh, you're you're not actually trying to 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 point out because I'm sure that there exists some 
weird debauched idea of anti-white racism but if i'm attempting to 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 you know respect everyone's ideas you're not presenting this one in a way that leads me to believe it's genuine at all like that's definitely not the lick you know and and so yeah that was just some bullshit i saw come across the feed i was like yo tulsi you know i i had a lot of respect for you as a as a veteran you know representing your home state of hawaii you know, being ethnically and, and religiously diverse. Like, I supported all of these things, but she's turned out just to be a jackass. And it's just like, man, I want to support you people, man. I want to support all of the people who are bringing the, the wonderful diversity to this. But American politics is so corrupting that they get into the field and then they just become dickwads. And it's like, why? Why? That's how it's structured from the inside. Because because I'm going to go in and change it from the inside. It's an age-old strategy. And if I don't want that strategy to work, I'm going to have a countermeasure for it, especially if I'm entrenched in the system that you're you got, moving into. Absolutely. You got to if you're and if you're attempting to to win the game long term and you know that's a strategy your opponent has uses every fucking generation. Be. Changing it from the inside. Like, cool, that's easy. I can just make laws against that. Like, yeah. like no one's ever thought of that before. I mean, you can do it, but you need, you know, concerted effort both inside and outside. Oh, yes. You definitely, it has to be concerted. Absolutely. Everyone's got to be working is, on the same the level. And that's, unfortunately, Americans don't, aren't raised with morals. So you get, you or know, teamwork. you get bought out real easily. That's another thing I hate about American education so system. Easily. They don't, they never teach about teamwork. Like, they atomize all of the students. And the and they the only time they ever get to work as a team towards a valid goal is at playtime or you know what I mean. <laughs> it's never like you know the 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 group project is the main thing. Like the point of this class is to get you guys to work well together in a very uh, a variety of situations. Like that's not a thing. The only time that the work dynamic is is brought into play is is with with shit that the kids don't want to do together and then on and then it causes the the group dynamic to be fucked you know where one person's carrying the team because you can only you know because the teacher wants the group to have like a leader or somebody who's going to get it done you put you know you try to segregate the kids out and disperse the talent in the teams but that just ends up you know I, as you can tell i've been the subject of this throughout my my education but it's 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 a faulty uh system that doesn't teach children at a young age teamwork well and so it shows later on in life that they can't work together for anything they can't work across different lines to get to a similar goal and it starts with the faulty education um that the kids start out with but that is what it is uh let me not tangent too much on that as we wrap yeah let's let's just hit this last topic and we'll move on out for today so um have you heard have you watched any of these videos from kwame brown recently i have not so Kwame Brown was a first round draft picked by Michael Jordan when he owned the Wizards. Was supposed to be lauded as the second coming. Very talented young man. Very young when he came into the league. Um, but was very quiet. Um, was being shepherded through. You know, so knowing that he was a young black man from the hood being shepherded through they kept him away from the media. So no one ever really knew who Kwame Brown was. He never spoke to the media. Da, da, da. He's had quite a few run-ins with various basketball players, and he's developed some very strong opinions about them throughout the time. But, of course, being media trained the way he was, he usually stayed out of it. Well, evidently, Stephen A. Smith and, and Matt Barnes got him out of character, and he spent <laughs> the past week and a half, two weeks, 
just going on Instagram live for hours, just coming, going in on them. But not just those two, but on the media establishment of certain personalities to push narratives about black men. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of shit that I agree with. Um, then he gets into a lot of this. Oh, you just you're just a beta male this, and I'm an alpha <laughs> male, and they don't want it. Which I'm just like, now you're talking about shit you don't Bad know anything about. Yeah, and 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 I think I, I probably say this every couple of months, but like that whole alpha male thing, like the guy who made it up came back and was like, by the way, I was wrong. And yet American psychologists have and, and ecologists have been pushing this idea as if it's real science for decades. Like it is popular science, the idea of alpha males. And that doesn't exist. Like it's not even a thing. And and 99% of people will tell you like, no, it's science. Like it's a real psychological thing. <laughs> no, no, it's not. There's literally never been an animal structure with the, with the alpha male uh, 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 hierarchy that was described by that ecologist. What ended up happening is, is that he realized that he was watching the dynamics of an internal family group. And that internal family group was part of a larger pack. And in terms of the pack, there was way different hierarchy dynamics. There was there was female pack leaders. There was there was leaders at different times, depending on the needs of the pack. When it was time for gestation. There was a female lead, and when there was time for hunting, there was a male lead. So there, there was fluid dynamics in the gender roles. Well, not fluid dynamics in the gender roles, but in the leadership position between the genders. So it's not like, you know, this idea of alpha male, ho, ho, I need to beat up everything, and I'm the one who, who rules over the pack because I provide the food and beat all the enemies. No, nigga, that doesn't exist in any at any level of any animal structure, actually. So I hear you. You're right. There is a, a personality that they want to push because they can control it. But this whole alpha male thing that you're talking about is bullshit. And it's actually self-defeating. You know, it's not a it, it's actually part of the patriarchal structure that causes a lot of the bullshit that you're complaining about. White male patriarchy is is all about that alpha male perspective because it gives a a, a bullshit psychological credence to their sociopathy. Yeah, it's just male chauvinism with a new suit. That's all. And so, yeah, you know, then he's, he, I also heard he was going on about, you know, a lot of the issues that, that young black men have is their perspective. It, a lot of it is perspective. They don't think highly of themselves, so they don't think highly of their prospects, so they settle for what's at easy hand. They don't. They don't realize, and, and it, it, it takes a lot of education. It doesn't just take someone telling you. It takes a lifetime of someone reinforcing it, which is why you want to start doing that young so children grow up with an idea of they're greater than what they are now. And so, and he was bringing that up and breaking that shit down. Yeah, you hear a, a lot of, uh, uh-huh. um, of people say stuff like that. Like one of the things that Michael Chase was saying in, um, in his stand-up show was like, a lot of black people that he know can't imagine dying of COVID, but they can imagine dying from a bullet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's like they don't they don't really see their future prospects as. Mm-hmm. But then he went on to that. say, "Look at me! I just got to work, became a basketball star, got drafted by Michael Jordan. Look at my life is great." And it's like, nigga, what the I feel fuck? Like there was, I feel like you're leaving out a lot. You're leaving out a lot. First of I feel all, like you've left out a few. No times. matter how hard I work, I can never make it to the NBA. I could have literally spent the last thirty five years of my life working for it. I still wouldn't have made it to the NBA because I ain't Spud Webb. I'm not Muggsy Bogues. 
I don't got a five foot vertical. You know what I mean? Like I there was just no way. I don't think that there's any amount of me developing that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I would have had to sacrifice so much of the things that I love in life. Like, is that even worth it? Da, 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 da. So that's what I mean when I'm like, yo, Mike D, my G, you have a great point. Stop at the point, though, because your examples are bad, man. Your examples are bad because you're not a good example. You're just not a good example. It worked for you. But that anecdote is an N of one. And when I say that in statistics, the, the N is, the, is the, the number variable that's going to change with population. You're an N of one. You're a population of one. You li- there was literally that life experience could have never happened to anyone else. No one else could have been picked up by Michael Jordan. Are you fucking kidding me? You know what I mean? That's not like saying like, oh, no, I fucking hit the books hard. I read like every human is equipped to read with eyeballs. And I learned a skill that I then went and imply. You know what I mean? Your skill is based on a physical attribute that a lot of people don't have. So let's be a little bit more realistic. You know what I mean? When we're trying to 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 promote avenues for for betterment but the concept of what you were saying was 100 right like you always have to have a, a positive image of yourself or else it'll be reflected in decisions you make whether or not you're consciously making those decisions to be self-destructive facts so yeah you know i big up to kwame brown keep spitting your shit bro like if 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 this is gonna be your platform keep spitting that shit i i would hope that given that your platform has gotten so broad and wide that you'll you'd sit down and maybe discuss these things with someone else and get some perspective before you go on these rants but fuck it nigga i ain't trying to silence a black man especially not one that's that's spitting that that upliftment shit you know what i mean like i wouldn't build a community around what you're saying but i absolutely would use it as encouragement right on and if there's niggas out there who need to hear that to do better right on that's it if you have the ability to become a basketball player, use that as inspiration for sure. Or a football player or or whatever your avenue to success can be. Cool. Because I believe that that was the heart of what he was trying to get at. I don't think that ultimately he was saying do like me and be a basketball player. I think ultimately he was trying to get to the idea of, no, you could do you, but you just have to imagine yourself doing you and not imagine yourself doing the streets to be able to achieve that. Because that's how all of our plans start is as us imagining it. And then bringing it to fruition into the world. I believe that's what he meant, but he didn't articulate it that way. And and we always and as a, someone you know, as another talking head on the mic, I, you always got to be careful about how you articulate things to people, because you're trying to give them wisdom and knowledge, and so you want it to be to come off as such. But yeah, all right, cool. We'll wrap up on that. Uh, appreciate everybody for joining us. You can follow us on the social media. You can find me on Twitter at Korea underscore T and at home heron and you can find me on instagram at heron's home podcast you can find me on instagram at rico underscore g sound and always remember guys time is only wasted if you choose to waste it so learn from your mistakes it's the only thing you ever truly will learn from have a great one guys thanks for joining us Peace. take it easy